Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Ladies song from seven to Y. Guys, um, I I don't remember where this week's song is. So give me a minute to while I look it up, okay? Go for it. Oh my god. It's a great visual bit. Uh-huh. Uh but the, no one's going to see it. Do you guys know what this week's song is? I, I feel like I can see it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I I do get it. Yeah. This was just an excuse for you to eat cake. That's all. Oh, my God. Marie can Antoinette? I be Marie Antoinette? Yeah, this is Nice to eat cake. Well, are you trying to say that this song is a piece of cake? Ah, uh, yeah. Is yes. That- eating because now i really is like it really it. that easy to remember is, is it that simple this this yeah it is super simple sometimes you don't know if you should laugh or cry <laughs> it's super okay. simple well, piece of cake oh it's oh it's a piece of cake, cake. oh that's kind of that's, that's funny because okay. i was eating uh, I, I was and eating it worked for one of the worst intros those two I'm with Ivy. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know why I would have picked that up at the store today. Uh, you just had a. You picked up a singular piece of cake from the store. I did. <laughs> I, it, it comes that way. I, In a little plastic. <laughs> oh, I love that because then you don't feel like you have to eat the whole thing. That's why cupcakes are the best dessert ever invented. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, when, but, yeah. but when you are going through, you have Wait, to be what? careful. You because disagree that cupcakes are not the I said, best dessert? I said, yeah, as a glutton, I'd have to disagree. Oh. <laughs> because I just feel so limited by a cupcake. <laughs> well, you can always have two cupcakes. <laughs> right. But like with, with cake, you can cut yourself a giant slice and still do the whole, oh, I'm only having one slice of cake, even though it's but, half of it. But you have to be careful about which piece you take because it will make a mess as, as we'll, we'll see. see as we'll see yeah. <laughs> as we'll um, see uh, i've missed this tracy <laughs> you missed my puns <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm i'm almost in the right spot for this song so um if you have not heard this song before tonight we are talking about the song piece of cake and here is a quick snippet Um, what wrong i don't think that's it that that's not it i mean it, it has a really ca- i'm kind of into it though that is that, piece of cake that's not it oh I'm, oh like, that one says weezer. Weezer. Yeah, yeah it says weezer at the bottom of the screen sorry okay you'd recognize on. them if you saw them you you've heard of weezer just doesn't come to you. I look just like Buddy. Oh Paul. yeah. Oh, I I love Weezer. They're, they're amazing. Okay. I I think I got the right window now. Hold on. Close. Oh, that's again. not it either. That's good. Again, I'm into it, is really going for the Duran Duran sound. Boy, it's taking you a long time to find the spot. I would have <laughs> a little bit quicker from you. Oh, come on. It's a piece of cake to find the spot. 
Methinks thou doth protest too much. <laughs> All right, I think I got the Just right get to one. The right hold, song. Hold yeah, get hold, the right song. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Yeah. Also, not the right song. I, I can't it believe they actually got. They actually got Steve to come back and play the flute in the background. I I don't know how oh, they. That was cool. That, that was I amazing. don't know if that was Steve, and I also don't know if that's Bare Naked Ladies, but oh. I do like what we heard. I think that yeah, bare, some no, Bare Naked no. Ladies used to go to their shows, but they didn't realize that well, the one of the main members wasn't really into naked girls. So right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Jethro Tull. Um, okay, yeah. Hold on. I mean, let me. Oh, I had too many windows open. Hold on. Let me let me that close on some problem. of these windows. Oh, here we go. That's a oh. There Just we go. Some cake. Making <laughs> cakes not easy. <laughs> that was, that was the, the clip you chose. I know. Uh. That was the crappiest <laughs> clip you could have chosen. I think it's because wow. you made this song and you are determined to make this song crap. I I don't know whether I should like keep that in or or get rid of it so that way we actually get a chance of ever having Ed on the show because. Wow! <laughs> what a take on that. I like this song. I think you just don't you're like 300 it. episodes in, you're going to throw that all on her? Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I, I, well, I like mean, this she, song. So. She just insulted his son. I mean, come on. I did not. <laughs> you just, like, that, that solo was done by Lyle, you know. Yes, I know that, but that's the <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know this song or has not do- dove into Silverball, I, I mean, realize is your least favorite album. All right, what what clip would you recommend I put in there? Uh, the chorus, outro, yeah. hands down. Okay, the outro. Yeah, the outro. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Here's the outro. There we go. That's a much now we, we've represented the song honestly. Yeah. That's nice. What I like. <laughs> <laughs> it's damn near silence. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so much fun to edit later. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably introduce who our guests are for this week. <laughs> no, I don't think you should. I think you should just leave it and just yeah, it's a mystery. Like, random floating guess. voices. <laughs> just guess. <laughs> I think I know who it is. I mean, we, well, I hope you know. Who <laughs> I don't even know who I am anymore. Nope. Well, that's kind of that would <laughs> be the ex- implication. It's, it's an week. existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Joining us this week, we have Nick and JD from Bare Naked Ladies Are Us. 
Hello. Oh my. This is. Hello. We have been back. Yes. First of all, thank you for having us back. It has been a decent hiatus for us from our own podcast, and honestly, I think the last time we did anything, it was either when when what's that? It was Christmas, Christmas, right? Yeah. yeah, right before Christmas for the for the Coldplay um, uh, holiday one. But I think that was pretty close to the last time we did this show, too. So mm-hmm. um, it's been a minute, but we're not rusty, though. That's the thing. Like no. it, when you're a professional oh. podcaster, you just kind of go right back into the swing of things yeah. like it was yesterday. You're it's doing a lot easy. better than I am. Like, miss, you know, microphones that come unhooked and missing up <laughs> on, the, on the clips, you know. <laughs> you try. I mean. That's the thing about AirPods. If you if you don't set up your podcast equipment, nothing can go wrong with your podcast equipment. Oh, well, that's my life motto. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're very uh, happy to be here. No, I'm glad to have you back for this song. Um, so I <laughs> I reached out and I asked you guys if you would like to come back on for this song because yes. when I was listening to your episodes about Silverball, which is the song, this is the album the song is off from. Um, this was not only did it sound like it's one of your like high up there songs off this album. This is the song that you guys introed every episode with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know, I, I will say, I don't think that was necessarily because of loving the song that much, but no. trying to find an appropriate a nice high musical. energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think that was a lot of that aspect of it. Um, but I do like the song. I remember talking about it and, and enjoying it. And all you said in your email, in your in your Facebook message was something like, "I don't remember the v- verbiage, but it was something like, I don't like this song, and I want basically you guys I hate to be it. on." Yeah, yeah, that's that. <laughs> so I, was, I will I will be completely and utterly audience, honest with the audience here. I never listened to this song full through until this week. What? Really? Um, this song turned me off the first time I heard it to the point that I turned it off within the first 45 seconds. Why? What? The so interesting to me. Why don't don't we get to the trouble with Tracy right off? Yeah, let's I want to get this nipped in the bud quick. I have nothing wrong with Hugh Marsh, who does the electric violin at the beginning of the song. One, it doesn't sound like an electric violin. It sounds like a, a flute. But it doesn't sound like a real yeah. flute. It sounds like a synth yeah. flute. Right. And yeah. I That's like, true. That flute intro made me absolutely hate this song. I didn't um, think it sounded like, like a flute. I thought it sounded like a synth more than anything. Well, that's what I mean. It sounded like a synth trying to play the flute, like with a flute. Um, okay. I get what you're saying. The, the, sound, yeah, chosen or yeah, yeah, and boy, it just it rankled me to the point that after it it, after it went away, and then Ed started singing, but there wasn't much behind him, and he was singing what the flute had been playing. Trying to get away from banging on the tabletop, screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the whole song, and that's going to come back. No, no, I'm done. No, and I just shut it Interesting. off. Interesting. That's never just sad. I think you need to come back to it because well, I, I mean, this week I really I, like it. This week I was forced to several, several, several times. So we'll see if the, if it changed me. But 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 I whatever what I wrote to you, JD, was I this was the song that really 
made me hate Silver Ball more than anything else. Like, wow. This but you know what's so funny, really though, <laughs> is that that's passcode to me. And oh, I remember yeah. I talked about that in, in our Silver Ball episode. And I, ha- I admittedly haven't listened to your guys' Silver Ball. Uh, well, you have uh, to listen to ours. Is it, okay, I should. I, I actually should go out of my way to do that. What was the general vibe of that one? People generally, for the most part, liked it. That's what I'm saying. It's my Happy Kevin song. I love that song. I that's mean, so interesting. See, I, I'll, it's not just me. I'll say it. It's the jazz. It's Kevin. It's adorable. I love it. That's so in- and like all that. To, like to, to circle back to this song, there to me. This is not, you know, spoiler. It's not a five out of five, but there's nothing about it that annoys me. I, to me, it's very, it's very on par for BNL. And you, at least going into this, had very strong negative feelings. And it's just funny to me how, like, as as like fans of the band and fans of their music, we all have certain sticking points that go, this one doesn't work for me, but it works for most everybody else, and then mm. vice versa. Where this doesn't work for Tracy, but I go, I don't, you know, it's fine. It's just interesting how that happens with us where we go uh, like when every time I hear you got the passcode to my car, to my heart, I would just kind of like, like have to take a breather. And, and I love Kevin like dearly. And, it, and so it's just funny that some songs you love and everybody else loves some songs you don't like and everybody else loves. And there sometimes you just can't put your finger on why right. it just doesn't work for you. Yeah. And sometimes it's just the like the intro that you're talking about. I feel like that is enough of a hook that I'm in from the get-go. Yep. But it and was I don't the know what it is about it, for me. but it, it works it, for me. Like I, I It just, also is like perfect in the album too, for like a pickup, mm-hmm. I think where it really needs one towards that latter half yeah. and just gets you from the start. I, I don't disagree. That. that being said, I, I can think of one BNL song in their entire catalog that you dislike. So like I remember so many times uh-huh. on our show <laughs> where I would be talking about a song and I'd say all these things about it like criticisms and you know, you'd I don't go, know I just I I like it dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'd even be like I get it I agree I just kind of like it and so there's like so you liking a song doesn't mean it's good or bad because it's not un well no 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 wow. I mean that in the sense of, no 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 come on I mean that in the sense of like you are a really positive fan in the sense that like you're really supportive of almost everything they do. Although I'm curious. There's there's one song that I know Nick dislikes. Could, do you just like wild guesses? Do you think of any, like what that song could be? Spider in my room? No. In the uh, drink. Million dollars. You friend. got it in one. It was Spider in my room. room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, that one's funny, a tough one because you're yeah. either in or out. And I mm-hmm. think that that's yeah. the way it is with certain BNL songs. Like, yeah, Spider in my room is my, the one I can't. I like it's when yeah. I skip every yeah. time. And oh. sorry, Jim, I love you. We know you listen. Please come on the show. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I've, but it's interesting because I also feel that way about BNL as a band that like, I feel like you're either in or you're out. Yeah. And the pe- a lot of the people who are out are the people who know it as uh, the one week and the million dollar people. And that's it. Yep. And they think of them as the joke. You know, and we talk about this all the time, right? They're the jokey band, but no, they have all these serious songs and they get so deep and relatable. But 
some people it, it's sad to me that to be to some people bnlr and novelty band where you you know when they open yeah. for um i don't know if you remember this nick but your ex uh, girlfriend whose name i will not say but it starts with uh this letter i don't know if i can do that right um she yeah. went to this the tour where they, where who they open for recently um Oh gosh, Darius Rucker's band, Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. And, and it was, and the, the, her caption was something like, oh, the one week band or something like that. And I was just like, no, no, it's not that. It's so mad. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> As we've already discussed, like one week is far from their best hit, at least For in my absolutely. opinion. Like, oh no, totally. Oh yeah. Like one and, week but that's from, what... for all of us as a total got a 4.2. Yeah, if you're a real fan. <laughs> God, that phrase uh, see i yeah i would be used sarcastically I, I mean really coming back to what you were saying before jd like it really there is no like if you're a real fan because this band really yeah. because they try so many different things mm-hmm. you're going to find stuff that you like and you're also going to yeah. find stuff you don't like yeah yeah i agree and i think like what's i think one of the things about being and again, I, I almost said the phrase real fan, but like a nuanced fan is that you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater where mm-hmm. just because a band has a song that you don't care for, or even an album you don't care for, you don't write off the whole, the band because of that. You don't write off the album because of that. Sometimes you just go like, oh yeah, that one's not for me. I don't care for that too much. Right. Now it's a different story if the album as a whole has problems, but I think that's an issue with today though, because you you can just download a single song. I'm absolutely growing up in yep. the 70s and 80s, you bought the album and you listened to the both sides of the yep. album. And then when you transitioned to cassette tapes, God. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> you couldn't speed through the songs because then you would might miss part of your favorite. <laughs> no, you could like it. So you had to listen to the album, yeah, so whole thing. And then when we got to CDs, even you could skip when you could yeah. skip tracks, and mm-hmm. you didn't have to wait. But now it's like, oh well, I only like that song, and I only like yes. the one week song, yes. and I only like this song. So you can pick and choose the song yeah. you want from certain bands. Too, that I think it's really the modern, though it's convenient. We are now doing a disservice to a lot of musicians because yeah, you're only yeah. getting some songs that you really well, like, and unless you want to do a deeper dive. If your attention span even lasts that long, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like well, and and to take that even further because I because I, I completely agree. What has started to happen is you hear bands talking about how we're in a single world versus an album world, and they start to certain bands, you know, especially the more mainstream ones, start to shift the way they record and release music to that degree. Mm-hmm. And so it has kind of, it's like a vicious cycle of killing the, um, the, the, the record you're kill, killing, killing. When I say the record, I mean like a track listing, a 12 track piece. Oh yeah. And it's so funny because I had my boys over tonight and I've got a record player and I've got, you know, Alexa, like those are the two things w- that we use for music. And it feels like the opposite ends of the spectrum where he was sitting there hitting play on the record player. And like, you know, he's 17 months old, the, the twins are. So I was like, like whispering, I was like, you listen to a whole record when you listen to music. And I was, you know, like, I was like, <laughs> you hit play and you flip the record and you keep going. You and cannot hit that stop button until it flips. <laughs> right. And what he would kept doing, it was Sufjan Stevens I was playing tonight. And he just kept hitting 
the button that changed it from 33 and a half to 45. <laughs> so it was just like it really fast and really slow, really fast and really slow. It was so much fun. But oh it's God. so funny that you can, that at the same time though, you can like right next to a record player, I have a, a, an Alexa that I just say, play this one song. And yeah, and I don't need to care about the rest of the album. I don't yeah. need to get to that. It's just, this is the right. one piece that I care about right now. Right. My record it, player is right there. And that's the yep. player on it. And my she who shall it, Named is right. Yes, yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. Oh, it's the same. Yeah. And there's some and so great it's, pieces of that. Like I can be in the car and listening to my iPod while I'm driving and be like, okay, flip. Okay, no, not really into that song. Flip. Wait, hold on. Not, not Let's just song. make note that Aaron still uses an i. I mean, uh, Tracy still uses an iPod. Which I do. Nice. I do. Oh yeah. Do you like plug it into the to the um <laughs> the car? I do. That's nice. sick. That's nice. Yeah. Are you talking but like I think this also style we're, iPod we're, or are you yeah. talking yeah, like Yeah, I have God. that. Oh, yeah. Well, where's mine? It's right in my door somewhere. <laughs> I have the green <laughs> one, the little <laughs> green one. Um, but also, though, I think with Spotify and all of, like, because they, you can just um, have playlists uh, or they yeah. just have, you know, my husband just says, she who should not be named play my play my my station or whatever it is right compile it's that automatic compiling of things for you yeah. to listen to um uh the first time i ever had that work uh what was the it started with a p uh it was a it was a listening streaming service and pandora pandora right yeah. and pandora, you could click what you liked and then it would right more things so we are now in a single world like it's very different than mm. buying full albums anymore and you're well, right and, and like the, the pro to that to me is that like i've discovered bands that i like because of spotify discover like i'm surprised by how well those playlists are curated i mean it's all algorithmic i'm not saying there's a guy going okay so he likes this one and do this and that oh but what if there was that would be a i want that job yeah I know. sorry <laughs> I would be like I would love to be that guy because I would one really like to be like oh I think you might enjoy this but if someone really really made me angry like they they like skipped if I had a million dollars I'd be like I'm now going to troll you with every BNL song that you've never and heard. Find, yep. yep. Like, why does this freaking thing keep playing the bare naked <laughs> ladies? <I'm> never, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> My husband's playlist. He has a he has his playlist. <laughs> On she who not be named, and occasionally it just keeps playing BNL songs. He's like, "Why is it playing?" <laughs> he listens to like sad chick rock music. Like, uh-huh. you think he was a manic depressive thirteen year old girl? <laughs> he listens to that all the time. These wispy chick voices, and and I'm like, all Phoebe Bridgers. And so I think I might have thrown a few BNL in there, so it would change the algorithm. Because every time, why is there so much burning ladies on this? <laughs> That is my secret plan. That's the life you've chosen. (laughs) Yes, you chose to be with me. Yep, exactly. Well, these are the consequences. (laughs) You know my history. (laughs) You know my my great love affair. Speaking of things that we've chosen, we should probably talk about the song that we didn't choose this week that we were that were given by the order of alphabetical. Um, But. Why don't we talk a little bit about Piece of Cake? We've gotten away from it for a while. Um, so do you want me to give a mini breakdown? Because this sucks to do my homework with. Yeah. 
It's a hearty breakdown. So the pieces, piece of cake. If Aaron were here, he would probably guess maybe correct on the album Silver Ball. Yeah. It, it recorded at a, uh, 123 beats per minute, uh, just over three minutes, three minutes, 25 seconds long. It is in B major, but holy crap. Yeah, it's in B major. What? Why are you questioning my music theory knowledge? I'm not. I'm going up through all the ones that we have met, that we have on listed so far out of all the songs that have been broken down. There's only They don't this, use B major hardly ever. No, this is only the second song yeah. ever. What's and the other it one? Is, uh, it is Yeah, what's the other one? Major. Did you hate that one too? It was also an Ed song. I actually, yeah. E major. Um, I, I absolutely hated that one too. Um, Have we narrowed down on the problem? Are you serious? Did you really? Wait, what was the song? Off his head. Oh my gosh. That's, that's interesting. Daddy's off his. Oh, this is the problem, I guess. I didn't start doing my notebook until off the hook. So, next time you get Ed on, no more B major. That makes sense. (laughs) B major, and he uses like all the chords in the rainbow um, because he uses the one. And the problem is, is if you go looking for to play, like I was going to play it on the guitar and I went looking for the chords or the tab, and there it doesn't exist. Um, Like nobody's done it yet. And but it comes up with there are even more versions of a song called Piece of Cake than you even found. There's like oh, yeah. a Sky Bunny Piece of Cake, <laughs> but it does have a B, it has B, E, G sharp, minor, E minor, F sharp, minor, C, G sharp, F sharp, D sharp, C sharp. That blows. So B major is tough because it's a five sharp key. So, mm-hmm. so it's a more complicated key. There are the total, um, like. The, the highest amount is C sharp major, which has seven sharps. So that's all the sharps. So we're getting there with five. That's still a complicated key. Can I just um, jump in real quick, Heidi? Yeah. It does not surprise me then that any live show version of this that I saw has Kevin on the on the guitar instead of on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, it's not a it's oh, not sure. a key for piano yeah. at all. Again, guitar, everything is easier because with a capo or <laughs> Bar chords, yeah. barring chords, you can get around all of the complicated keys. But B major, it might also be a reason why it doesn't sound good for your ear. Maybe that's another reason you don't like it as much, because they tend to stick into G major or D major uh, or C. G, D, or C are very common with bare naked ladies. And, you don't and- mean you don't mean you put a capo on the third fret and just play G, D, C, and you can play nine different bare naked ladies songs. Right. Oh, I'm seconds, not at right? all. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I love it so much. What do you so mean? Um, no, uh, but so the B major is definitely a little bit, it's definitely more Ed uh, kicking it up a notch and changing things. But you're right. If you listen to Piece of Cake next to Office Head, there are some similarities there. Interesting. I never would have made that connection. Jeez. Wow. I'm glad you kept never. that. Because I didn't start my little green notebook, uh, little green bag until <laughs> because that was our fir- first of the new year. So. Yeah. Wow. That's so freaking cool. I mean, he yeah. does a lot of B. Fl- oh, not a lot. He, he does B flat major a total of five times so far, but 
yeah, this is only second B major, and it's not until we really need to put a book out of this when we're done. I'm doing a better like I like the chronology because that keeps you know, but that's even out now. There, it's behind. I'd read it. So, so anyway, we can move on to lyrics if you want well, to. Well, that's I, about all I got. I want I wanted to bring up um, a little bit about the the music. Well, can we talk a little more about the music? Fine. Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> I mean, would anyone else like to to talk about the music? Because you know, all we've done is the breakdown. Yeah, no, the I, music do. So I, I think yeah. I'll, very briefly from my end, I like the 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 synth flute part of the electric violin. It it's one of those things where it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. I don't. I don't go like, oh, I love this, but it doesn't bother me. I do like the electric guitar, especially in the chorus where it is just mm. playing the chords. Um, I just mm-hmm. kind of like that having that. I feel like there are very few BNL songs, especially the past few years with distortion. And so anytime you get a little distortion in there, I think it adds a cool little edge to it. So I like that part. And I do like the, um, uh, the I guess it's the plucking in the background of the, of the verses. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Heidi just had a revelation. Out something huge. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I, I want to know what just happened. <laughs> it's in the lyrics. And I just figured something out that I've been wondering. <laughs> and I didn't even have to Google it. I figured it out all on my own. Well, to, to build off from what you were saying, JD, that's Ed. Ed, Ed is doing the plucking in the background. Mm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I like that. I like when you have um, kind of the rhythm guitar section on an electric guitar. Like, it's a weird thing that I like. I really enjoy where it doesn't feel like, especially with BNL, it's, it feels like a lot of times that part is an acoustic. Whether, mm-hmm. whether I, th- I don't know why, but the first thing that comes to mind is like, um, um, did I say that out loud? Where it's still got like a plucking rhythm in the background, but it's all acoustic. I think that's great. I, I love that. But it's cool here that that backing section is electric. Mm-hmm. And then I love the harmonies in the bridge too. The oh, So the story goes, you know, that whole section where they have the, what went wrong? Like everyone's singing that. So. Everybody knows, no one knows what went wrong. Oh, yeah. I would not have been able to pick that out, but I think that underlines what I like when at the start of the verses, how everything quiets down a little bit. And I think what you were saying helps the bass to stand out a little bit more. I, I oh, wouldn't sure, be able yeah. to tell you why, but I really like how much it like comparatively to their other stuff the bass feels like it stands out a lot right yeah that's true that's that's a good point yeah i feel like as much as i love jim i don't think he always has super standout bass lines and i think this is one where you can you can hear that a lot i agree with you Mm -hmm. yeah i i want to disagree with you a little bit about that guitar solo i'm not a big fan of the guitar solo that's in the middle of this in the bridge what continue um, so you're throwing shade at Ed's son. I actually am. <laughs> I am, but I'm awesome. Hold, hold the phone. <laughs> you just yelled at me and you said, how are we ever going to wow. get out of the show? Because I <laughs> you picked the right clip and now you're throwing his little baby boy in <laughs> nine pounds, eight ounces under the bus. <laughs> just wrong. You know, uh, you know, 
Tracy, as a father, that's really insane. You know a little bit too much about him if you know no, his I've son. No, I've just watched was... Talladega Nights too many times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> little baby Jesus and his little golden fleece diapers. So, okay. Yeah, I'm going to throw a little shade, but at the same time, I'm not. Lyle does a good job for a high schooler in this bridge. <laughs> he is a good guitar player. He is at the beginning of his career. He's got However, two shovels digging right now, by the way. Tracy oh yeah. is digging this hole with two shovels. <laughs> Don't worry, he is good. I'm a high schooler. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Tracy, um, where was the last time you played guitar on a major oh, album? I couldn't, I couldn't even like pick up a guitar. But honestly, like he I mean, he was he was in high school playing this, and I feel like it shows. <laughs> that being said. The reason I have a problem with it isn't like, hey, how dare you have your son on your album doing a solo like that? That's actually kind of cool. That would be weird if that was your problem with it. Like, if that was your specific <laughs> how problem. dare you? <laughs> That's a hot take right there. <laughs> um, no, it's that I think that, like, they, they filled that gap in the song because the producer was like, you know what? You have a really big gap in the middle of this song. You got to do something right. with it. Fill it or cut it. And Tyler is like, Oh, well, here, Lyle, come over here. You do this. And I think that Kevin could have put out an amazing guitar solo in the middle of this song that would have it would have raised the song to a complete and utter level. Does this song does the guitar solo go okay in here? Sure, but I think Kevin could have done something absolutely amazing with it. So you think there's more potential for what could have been than what there is? Yes. I think it still That's sounds fair. good. But I just, I, I feel like there's that potential. That's fair. I mean, I, obviously, joking aside, that's a fair criticism to, to feel. You know, like, I yeah. love the sound of that guitar. And, like, the, the like again, the effects they have on it. And I, you know. I agree. Um, on one of, not to be that guy, but, like, on one of my songs, the end of one of my guitar solos, the only solo that I do, I ring out one note a lot. Like, I really hold, like, one end. I like when same, bands, you let it go on. Yeah, and same, you exactly. can go, and you're, you can and you're go like, get a bite. It's a B major. You'd love back. it, Tracy. It's a B major, right? <laughs> no, but you know, is like, it in the I, saddest of all keys? It is. Yeah, it's just. Is that go to eleven? Is that on Apple Light? No, I'm no. so sorry, but uh, so today during my theory class, we were playing a bunch of stuff in between theory and oral skills, and one of my I'm one of my students meant was sitting down and playing a D minor, um, like D minor uh, scale, and I said, "Oh, that's the saddest of all keys." So we of course had to pull up the Spinal Tap reference. Oh, nice. <laughs> now I get the Spinal Tap reference where I, where you... the sustain on this is like it's for. <laughs> You now, have you seen you no, a bite I, and it would still be <laughs> now, one of my now, favorite what, things? What song was that on, JD? It was on Who Knows? It's on the EP Lost Machines. Mm-hmm. It was uh it's still available on iTunes and Bandcamp, but, uh, but that's not the point. We're not here. It's to still that. available online, don't worry. <laughs> it's still available. You can still get it with a set again two times. <laughs> no, but like, no, it's so funny. My brother I, my, I recommend it. I actually like Who Knows. I love that song. Well, hold on, the, hold on. I actually like fill in the blank implies that you dislike us. It's pretty no. good for an amateur person. <laughs> pretty good for an amateur, right? No, I say actually like because you were. Just, I was just saying how simple this guitar solo was. No, but, yeah, yeah, but oh yeah. To, so, so to wrap it back around to that, like 
you know, when he sustains it at the end and you hear that mm-hmm. kind of like the, like he's kind of like palm muting it. I think that part's really yes. cool. When you think about the solo up to that point, I agree that it's simplistic. Like it, it's not the most complicated part in the world. I've never thought of it as, um, and I know that these aren't your exact words, so I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, like inappropriate for the space, right? Like it could have been a lot better, but I, you know, hearing you say that, I don't disagree. Like, I'm like, yeah, you could have a more complicated part there or have Kevin doing something fun. It's just one of those, it's, it's, for me, it's a what if that's really hard to like quantify because like, I think about Ty being an amazing drummer, but I can't think of a single drum fill in the past three or four albums. That's been more than do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. you know like ty's got the ability to do that mm-hmm. but they don't do that in the songs and so it's hard to know if kev would have except for i'm past i don't know that you don't like i i i just have i love He's blocked that, that from memory <laughs> Pascode is just it's fine it does it does what it does and it and it does it well and it's not for me <laughs> that way. It's just not my, not my cup of tea, not my piece of cake. <laughs> oh, I was going to build off from that idea. And I don't remember what I was going to say now. Um, oh, what I was going to say is I'm wondering, and Heidi, you could tell me if I'm wrong. I'm wondering if maybe the reason that this would be a harder guitar fill to do um, is because of the key that it's in. Would that make it difficult to to be more experimental during the middle of the part? Yeah. We were talking about how B major, well, at least on a keyboard, is a really tough tough key to kind of play. Yeah, it's not complicated for guitar. Okay. Guitar is all about patterns. Guitar is all about like the, every scale is the same pattern. So if you just adjust where where your pattern is, you can play anything. Like okay. so, no, it's not thing to solo any key is easy to solo in a guitar because you just shift your pattern so um no it's it's really not okay like so, a bit different so i just made you sound really smart and me really stupid so i'm going to keep that in now no 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 you didn't <laughs> i have a i have a degree you, in, in this stuff power. so right no 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 you don't no no it's a great question it really is no questions are bad tracy <laughs> is that like no, no like, like some violin starts or, or no damn right so i i want to say like so i don't dislike the electric violin part i just thought it was wrong to kind of where they put it i think that it's played really well um so i like sure. during the week i envisioned i'm like well where would i have wanted that and i think where i would have put it was it is what ed is doing with his voice with singing that part that that really quick but slowing down really quick slowing down yeah yeah i think that's really cool and it's a cool rhythm and i think he has nothing behind him at that point i think if we took that and put it behind him it would sound it, it would work out really well so i actually took some time this week and did that so i'm gonna share my screen again Ooh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. Because what I was going to say is, I wonder, I was going to say, like, it's one of those things where I feel like I can't really picture how that would go unless someone did it. And here we are. So, all right. So, I'm going to hit, I'm going to get this out of my way so I can hit play. Oh, I got to make sure that I have the right share on. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Share sounds on. Sunny and. 
Uh, I have to remember to hit share sound because it, the, if you don't click the, I know. No, I said I said Sunny Ann is in Sunny Ann share, which I thought was no, hilarious. I, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I usually love a good pun. I just didn't pick up on it. I so not to, not to pause this too much, but we had I was interviewing people for my team today. We're hiring for our, for our team, and this guy that we were interviewing, uh, his resume said he used to work for Gallup, like the Gallup polls and Gallup news and stuff. And I was we have Slack, so we message during the interviews. And I said I was like I'm trying to think of a horse pun. I'm like, I am spending, and it was genuinely 35 <laughs> minutes into a 60 minute interview that I finally said, I was going to work at Gallup. I had an interview there, but it was too fast paced. So I worked for Trot instead. And <laughs> I was so proud of that. I was like, that was, <laughs> and everybody on the call went, oh God. And like this guy we're interviewing, he's like, yeah, that's funny. Cause he has to say that. Cause he wants the job. But I was Everyone like, on the call went. That was 30 minutes ago. You've been thinking about this the whole time. <laughs> and yeah, I love that because that's how my brain works. I like, I'm like, I have to think of a good one for this. I'm so proud. And then my brain right, gets sorry. stuck and I'm like, no, I have to say it. I worked so hard on it. That's mm-hmm. where I was. Mm-hmm. I told them in Slack, I was like, I have a horse pun and I have to say it. And the unfortunate part was it wasn't going to be worked in naturally. So I just had to brute force put it in and. Uh, it was well worth it. You well didn't do it. it. Speaking of your work history. <laughs> <laughs> you used to work for Gallup like we talked about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> well, I've got a story for you. <laughs> How can I turn? So anyway, piece of cake. Uh, so here's what I was able to come up with. Uh, I will hit play. Trying to get away from banging on the tabletop Now, it may be possible that I actually held off on on uh, sharing that part of the song until we got to this because I knew we were coming to it. You know, I don't think that's double negative. I I think it works for what for for the for the rough editing that it is. Like, I think that doesn't sound horrible. I was no. expecting the entirety behind the entirety yes. of it, and that made me a little worried. But I think it didn't work when I did that because it changes. Yeah. He. Ch- after that, da, 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 he changes. It's too high paced. What? Yeah, th- there's a different pace to it, um, and it only works if you use it at the very last piece before you go into the yeah, chorus, like you, right? Um, but otherwise, if you just take that little clip and you put it behind, I I was like, actually, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I didn't mind it honestly. I think no. that was kind of cool, and it's it's things like this that make me wonder. You know, I. And I'm not trying to imply this in this situation at all, but I think about, so Nick and I are huge soccer fans and like any sport though, there are so many people who after a game are on Reddit or on Twitter talking about, this is what the manager should have done. And this, if they would have like, like you freaking know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. versus you know. <laughs> And so I think about the music sometimes where I go, 
well, they could have just done this and it would have been cool. And then I, what it makes me think about is I, what it's like in the studio. Mm. Like how many things are they trying before they land on what it is? Sometimes mm. depending on the song, you go, hey, that's it. That take was it. And you move on. Or you're copying and pasting. You're moving things around. You're trying all these things. And so it makes me wonder how many things they tried like that before they just go, hey, I think this is what we do. You yeah. know? I don't know. Well, and Gavin Brown was the producer for this one. I think also for Grinning Streak um, and may <laughs> have been for Fake Nudes as well. Um, and I think also for this newest one, Detour to Force. So I, I think they found someone they're really happy with. Um, yes. Which is, which is great. But I think it also limits other people coming in at that point. I, I agree. I, and I also feel like... Uh, and we, I don't think we've all actually talked about because uh, um, uh, we call it de toi de foi. Uh, we like to use mm-hmm. the French, the, the French pronunciation of the album. But I, it was, it was very interesting because it ended up to me being kind of like exactly what I would have expected. Like I loved a lot of it. There was a couple that didn't hit well for me, but I go like, I was just like, this is what I thought this album would be like. Like it's a mixed bag of a lot of stuff, and I feel like that is in part because of having the same producers where Mm -hmm. you find something that you feel comfortable with and that's not a bad thing, but you Mm -hmm. find this groove and you're not pushed. You don't push yourselves to go outside of that boundary. Mm -hmm. Like when I, when I think about uh, the I think a new disaster is one of the biggest outliers on that Mm -hmm. album. And I think that's really cool. And then there's not much else like that on it. And and it's just kind of like that's what happens when you find you settle into a groove. You find what you like and what you feel like you're good at, which there's value in that. But you just you put you keep your cards close to your chest from there on out. You play it safe, right. and you don't try anything crazy, which has its pros and cons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I feel like I found that the past few albums where I just go, yeah, there's just, there's there's your Sounds flip, right. or you're looking up. Or your, did I say that out loud? Like the kind of commercially poppy ones. There's the crazy ass Kevin songs. <laughs> there's Jim just having a good time. And then there's everything in between. Yeah. You know? Well, we said that uh, beforehand too. We were like, yeah, the singles, you know, we had, you're looking up, you're bringing it home. These mm-hmm. kind of songs were like, okay, well, we've got Flip. We've got New Disaster. Mm-hmm. Is the rest of it going to be like that? Or is it going to be like last time where you've got these two and then the rest is kind of a mixed bag of styles? Right. right. And- yeah. Blow and that's home. what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have two other notes that I wanted to put in for music. Um, one, I think it's kind of interesting what they did with the left and right channels on this song. Um, I thought, well, maybe it's just my hearing, uh, but it's not. It's it's I swept swapped around my my uh earpieces as well, and and no, this was accurate. It's almost exactly the same on right and left channels. But the mm-hmm. right channel has more bass and the left channel has more treble. <laughs> and I'm not Interesting. sure why they decided to do that, but you can hear it. Like you don't hear it when it's playing, but when you separate out the tracks, you're like, oh my gosh, it's almost like a, like this massive difference in terms of how they mixed it. Interesting. I think almost the most interesting part of that to me is that you swap ears I always take one off to see if something's different, but you swap left and so you hear different left well, and right. I have I have hearing loss in 
in both okay. ears, but one more than the other. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm just I've lost those notes okay. in this ear. Um, so I swapped it out to see if if that happened. I'm like, oh no, it's it's really it's the actual oh. channel difference. That's cool. <laughs> Um, wow. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was there's a piece of this one piece of the song I don't like now is there's something that was bugging me about the end of the song. I was like, what is it that's getting on my nerves that I can't put my finger on? So in the appearance for this week, there's a making of video where it shows Kevin adding little pieces and parts into the background using some sort of mixing board. I don't know what it is, but it's a soundboard of some sort where he's adding just extra little noises in at the very end of the song. If you're, if you're listening for it to kind of figure out what it is, there's this high pitched squeal that goes along and just stays steady through the whole end of the song. And once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. <laughs> it is forever there. It's just this like underlying underneath. And it was like, oh my god, that is Kevin, the most interesting. Why yeah. did you do that? <laughs> interesting. I never. I, I don't know that I've ever picked up on that. I I've never try, picked that up either. I'm going to see if I can try to get it to play. Well, the way you phrase it, now I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hold on one second here. It's late in the song. It's after the first verse. With a piece of cake, but making cake's not easy. Sometimes the one you take can make a ringing back there. We'll see. It's like all of a sudden That's... I have gone deaf and I'm missing pieces of it's... my hearing and it's just it's tinnitus. No, it sounds like uh, he's laying on um, a very high key on a synth or um, well, it's actually this the, the electric violin string. Oh, That's it might it be that electric violin string. It's just going back and forth bowing on that one note. Oh. I think. <laughs> But yeah, it drives me nuts. I can nuts. see, yeah, that is kind of annoying. It is very... And it goes on for tonight, the entirety kind of. of the rest of the song. Once it starts in, it does not stop. It's, interesting. It's a, it is yeah. an interesting take for them to do. It increases the tension of the song. But I almost feel like for me, it takes my attention away from the song once I notice but it. I'd also almost argue that, it, it, and I... I don't know if I can speak for you, Heidi, but for at least Nick and myself, like we had never noticed that until you mentioned it and we were listening for it. So yeah, I never like, noticed it either. Yeah. So like what's interesting, well, and not even then the whole like, okay, now I can hear it thing, <laughs> but this idea that like it's, it's buried so far back that you kind of have to be listening for it or, or have you yeah. know, caught it at one point. So it's an interesting thing to do to kind of bury back there and not, feel like it's at the forefront too mm. much i don't know it's not a good or bad thing it's just there's like interesting part of it yeah but anyway anyways. well i've i've kept this away from the lyrics for long enough we should get over to talking about the lyrics of this song who who would like to start oh me yeah i just figured out something pretty fun um so obviously there's there's some discussion about and i think it's pretty clear that this is a, a Steve breakup song um, in some many ways. There's, there's a lot of, you know, um, trying to get away yes. from the tabletop tops, screaming at the top of my lungs, did it in a day. It happened. 
pretty like it was like all of a sudden right and he gets arrested like there's stuff that happens sorry Stephen, i adore you you know that um but it's true and you know it's true um um, when any other person would have taken off for most of a month like it just happened um but now i'm going gray jay jonah's got a doppelganger ganger playing in his own rock band that is he's going gray and ed if if you think about his haircut, he kind of looks like Jay J Jonah mm-hmm. Jameson, Spider Man from the Spider Man comics. So mm-hmm. that doppelganger being Ed, which that's the part I just got. I was like, I'll, I've been always going, what the hell? But so Joe Jonah's got a do- Joe Jonas. Wait, what? No, it's Joe Jay Jonah's Jonas. got a doppelganger. But that lyric is the one that still. I don't know. I wouldn't say uh, stresses me out, but like confuses me because I, I, I had this, I had the same issues in the J Jonah thing. I, I made the Spider-Man connection, but it's got a doppelganger playing in his own rock band, which makes me think that it's J Jonah's rock band. <laughs> it's J Jonah's rock band, or he's J Jonah in this. Context. No, no. He's Ed's, a doppelganger. Ed's J Jonah's doppelganger. Right. Because he's Jonah. going gray. Right. Because Ed is Jay Jonah's doppelganger. But you know what? So but that means go ahead. going gray and looking more like Jay Jonah Jameson. Right. But he says Jay Jonah's got a doppelganger playing in his own rock yeah, band. So Ed Implying it's Jay is the doppelganger playing in his own <laughs> rock band instead of the previous bare naked ladies of the five. Now he's playing in his own band of four. No, but I get what you're saying too, JD uh, and Nick. Like yeah. that, it also can be taking the opposite way too of playing in Jay Jonah's rock band. That's how yeah. I've always heard it, and hearing it the way you're saying it, I, I go, okay. Yeah. Now I'm now it I'm makes more to sense to me here. as to yeah. why it's there. But taking that, yeah, like that in sense. a way, he's kind of insulting himself as well there because Jay Jonah is the person that is constantly undermining the hero, that's constantly second guessing the hero. But and I he's think saying, he's just I think it's just about the hair. I think it's just a, the age, Ed's getting older. He does not, thank God, I like his hair way better now than I liked it in 90, you know, 394, where he went through that weird little frosted tip, <laughs> blonde goatee, weird thing. Um, I love you, Ed. Don't take that the wrong way someday. Um, <laughs> but I think maybe it's just that. Maybe it's that simple. I Yeah. I want to go up a little bit, back up a little bit, though, because when you were reading that, I had a different take on it than I've had before earlier this week. Did it in a day when any other person would have taken off for most of the month. And I, what occurred to me is, yes, he's kind of playing off day and month and stuff like that. But it occurs to me that, like, is he talking about Steve there where, like, we did this breakup in a day when any one other person would have just taken time off and come back to it? Like, yeah, not just like fans get in arguments the all the time and they just yeah. take a break and come back later. But yeah, I think, wow, I think about this is just this is just the world that I live in is that I think about when Oasis broke up because Oasis is one of my favorite bands. Um, it was because of the brothers, Noel and Liam, had a big enough fight that Noel just said, screw this, I'm out. And Noel took, I think they broke up in late 2008, 2009, 
And he took a good two years before he had his first solo music. But Liam's new band had, like, I think they broke up in August or something like that. His new band had a single out in, like, November. Mm -hmm. And it was just this rush to be like, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't need to wait. Like, I think some people feel that, um, that, that, ne that necessity to push fast and, like, get something mm -hmm. out. Where, yeah. and, and that seems like, you know, it implies at least a little bit here, just like a gut reaction decision, mm. which is not necessarily a bad thing, but like you make the decision, you go for it and boom, all of a sudden there are these, you know, how long has it been now? It's 12 years since B&L broke up, something mm, like that. 15. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, it wasn't 2010. It was like 2008. Jeez. Oh. Wow. That's crazy. You have these 14 year long then repercussions that you made a decision in a split second and you're still feeling all of that, you know, at this, at the time of this song, at least, you know, 10 yeah. years later or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and instead of, like you said, instead of going, let's think about this, you go back to this, but yeah. But then they have some of those like, inter uh, like introspective things, like never wanted out. I was leaning on the door when the whole thing fell to the ground, just kind of thinking back about how it just like happened in a second. And like, or like, cause whether I had wanted never really mattered in the free fall, like our, our intentions didn't really matter when the shit hit the fan, like shit exactly. hit the fan and we were sitting yeah. there left with the bat, like we had to do something. Right. And I don't know. It's interesting looking at those with that context too. Yeah, the, absolutely. The person that was on songmeetings.com gave a different interpretation to that lyric you were just saying than I had even taken before that. If you're leaning on a door, you're like, if, if a house is coming down and mm -hmm. you're leaning on the door, you're underneath the door, like during an earthquake, because it's the safest place to be. The whole thing crumbles around. And he was trying to stay. He never wanted to get out of the house, but he's standing in the doorway and then the house falls down around him and he is outside. The doorway has caused him to now be outside mm -hmm. by following around him i'm like oh that's actually I, like visually i had never quite gotten that 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 scene where the whole house collapses and the guy's just standing in the right. door like safe oh. i was like yeah now <laughs> they're outside because it collapsed into the outside and the, he never moved but yeah he's now in the exact place that he didn't want to be and in some ways that speaks of Ed, like he didn't want to move. He wanted to stay bare naked ladies. He mm -hmm. wanted to keep going the direction they were going, which was kind of much more poppy and, and yeah. you know, that and, and like that and, and making albums, touring, making albums, touring, etc. And Steve wasn't like that. So everything fell down around him when he just stood still. I think one of the things that, I think about when you say those things and, and one of my favorite parts of the song, but the whole situation is like with any band breakup and especially again, as fans of this band with their breakup, we don't know the truth and we never will. And there's a degree of it that I go, that's fine. Right. Like that's, that's not our, uh, that's right. not our place to be, but you're always going to wonder. And my favorite line in this song, <laughs> and, and you know, you start to be, have a whole team Ed, team Steve thing, whatever, mm -hmm. is the line of you never let truth get in the way of a good song. I, I love that lyric so much because it reminds me of um, just the whole idea of, of the um, 
uh, Stephen Song Manchild, mm-hmm. where he talks about like being in an argument or or no, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of um, I think the work at hand or whatever. But he says like all you know, you're basically like the idea is you're yelling at me, we're arguing, and all I'm trying, all I can think about is how to make it rhyme. Yeah, like you're you're always yep. thinking in the context mm-hmm. of writing a song, and, and and I'm not saying that Steve is right or Ed is right. I feel like. There have been, I think they've both been adults and both been a little bit shady about it sometimes. So you don't know the truth of it. Um, but I, I like that. I like that as a lyric. I don't know if it's a little too much shade thrown at Steve, you know, to be like, you never let truth get in the way of writing a good song. <laughs> or if it's just the idea as a whole that where it goes, it's the idea that like, you know, the truth at the, ulti- at the end of the day doesn't matter as much as what people take from it. Right. And the facts are going to get distorted into what we do with it, what other people see of it. Um, you just, you're never going to get the truthful, full story. That's just life. I think mm. I love that too. The other, like the whole song is the story. Like it starts with, you know, the banging on the drums or whatever, yeah. just like he's in it. And then it evolves to like more introspective, like the lyrics we just talked about. And then he hits it with this and it makes me think, well, he's just told this whole story <laughs> and now it makes you question, was he like just yeah. writing, distorting the truth to make a good lyrics good. or what was it yeah. like? How much of this is actually truth is what he's saying. Right. It makes you kind of look back and go, wait, 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 hold on, wait. He's kind of making himself an unreliable narrator. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. is he saying yeah. you as in Steve, you never let the truth get yeah. in the way of a good song? Or is he saying you as in the omnipotent you? Like, you just don't, you, you well, just don't do that. <laughs> and it always goes back. You know, my favorite thing about BNL is their, um, from a songwriting perspective, is their, uh, oh, geez, why can't I think of the word? Like, not their introspection, but like their self-awareness, mm. right? And self-deprecation. How, how self-deprecation yeah and and knowing admitting many times that like i'm not the most reliable narrator here or like i'm not a great guy in this character in the Mm -hmm. context of the song like they don't always try to make themselves out as the victim you think about break your heart as a whole song that's about like yeah i'm doing the breaking up here but i didn't mean to hurt you but i had Mm -hmm. to do this for my you know Mm -hmm. and so when you when you put it that way he could be talking about himself yeah, he could be saying like, "Yeah, you never, me, I never let you know, let let truth get in the way of a good song." I'm gonna, you know, you think about all the controversy when "You Run Away" came out, where yeah. it just felt so. Everyone was like, "That's such a slap in the face to Steve," mm-hmm. and then they were saying it's not about Steve, and then Steve's like, "I barely listened to it." Like it's all this stuff. <laughs> I didn't even like, care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Um, and so it's always pretty good for here. a four piece fan. <laughs> If that's what they're going to do now, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, so yeah, it, it's, it's a good point. I had never thought about that lyric in the context of Steve or Ed singing about himself mm-hmm. and saying, I've never let myself do this sort of a right. thing, mm-hmm. but that's cool. I like that. I like the line that's just before that everybody knows, but nobody, but no one knows what went wrong. Like, Everyone right. knows so all this good. stuff. Everyone's uh-huh. got this whole story that that happens and they think they know what's going on, but no one knows what happened. So the story exactly. grows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so exactly. That whole section is so well, it's so well constructed. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. Um, and it's, it's a game of telephone, right? Where it's like, yep. well, I read this and then tra- today at, at work, um, one of my team members is her last day is on Friday and she's in, in our Florida area and it sucks. I, I love her. But my boss tells me today, she goes, so someone in Florida told me today that you resigned, JD. And I was like, what? The? I'm like, that's news to me. And it was just such a funny game of telephone <laughs> that, oh, Brittany's resigning. Oh, someone from the digital team. Oh, the leader. Oh, JD. And I'm like, I didn't know I was resigning. <laughs> and I feel like when you're in situations like this with not just, you know, Steve and Ed will always be the brunt of it because they are the singers, but the band mm-hmm. as a whole, like I can't imagine the number of times where they found themselves on whether it's a forum or just a headline and they're just going, where the hell did they get that from? <laughs> like, that's not even a little bit true. And it, it's just crazy to, yeah, I, I don't envy them being in that position. I respect them wanting to keep it as private as possible mm-hmm. um, while still admitting that like it's, people are going to talk. You can't do something like this and have people just go, got it. Not going to ask any questions. Cause that's just not how our brains work. Right. So, well, I, I really uh, respect them because they didn't take digs digs at each other during the whole process. Like they, they yeah, very so. much could have, they, they could, I mean, you run away. I mean, some of the songs are, are digs, but I don't also like, there's no name calling. There's no like yeah. specifically like, out and out like insults it's done in songs. passive aggressive interviews oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean passive aggressive yeah. songs maybe but not interviews um, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i do find it interesting that we're three albums after the breakup and we're and he he's still writing songs i thought it's never thing. gonna end when when we did the silver ball episode it mm. wasn't until my research for that that honestly that i realized that this was a steve breakup song I thought it was just about how like you think you 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 approach something thinking something's going to be easy in life and then you realize oh it's not as easy as it is like it was a piece of cake but making cakes not easy right like that was and I looked into it and I had that exact same thought I was like this isn't this isn't all in good time this is silver ball <laughs> like the, the, it's died down if you let it die down at this right. point you are mm-hmm. literally 8 years past the breakup at this point yeah <laughs> like right it's, it was very interesting to realize that, that they're still talking about this. Yeah. Um, and I also would say, in my, again, this might be like ignorance, but it doesn't feel like Steve has as many songs about the breakup as BNL. No. And it's not like no. BNL's got a dozen. They've got maybe four or five or something, but I can't think of a single when Steve one. But I mean, the impact on i mean there are four of them there's one of steve so i right yeah too i mean their whole band like how many people were gonna stick with the band because a lot of people were team steve as far as i like break your heart and i like in the right like call and answer and um steven sings all those songs and ed can't possibly sing break your heart i like there yeah there are so many, especially in the first five albums, the first mm-hmm. albums that we really like, you're so used to that. So who bore the brunt of a oh, holy crap? What do we do? Steve can go on and do his own thing. All right. Cause he can still sing the Steve songs as mm-hmm. right. Do brilliantly a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Yes. Um, he can still do the Steve songs, but the rest of the band always, every time you're going to go, yeah, Steve still sings this song better. <laughs> Yeah, but Steve on his own isn't going to sing a whole lot of Ed songs. And yeah, 
is too is you've got the four that I'm sure there were they were like, well, yeah. keep going. Do we are we still right. there, ladies? Do we change the name of the band? Like Steve can just go and be Steve Page. But, but I will so I agree with everything you're saying to devil's advocate that just a little bit, you know, and not to be self-deprecating, BNL are were going on, you know, amphitheater tours two years ago with Hootie and the Blowfish and their own tours. I was able to open for Stephen Page. Like that's the difference of, of their popularity now that Steve is playing small theater shows and his diehard base is very diehard and we love the heck out of him. Oh, However, yeah, we do. He has not reached the area. Le- <laughs> I love that so much. He's not, <laughs> he has not reached even half the level of, I mean, I, and mm. I think purely in terms of the venues that he's played, the venues that I've seen him at, uh, he has not reached the popularity of it. So I think to a degree, the band had the safety of the name. Mm. Like you said, they had that decision and they chose to keep it. Whereas Steve, whatever pressure from, that comes from with, a, it still has. Mainstream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're still starting with your name. And I, I, I've, I've been surprised even like when Silverball came out and fake nudes and I'm not like making these exaggerate. I'm sure you've seen it too. Comments on the Facebook or on Twitter where people are like, wait, he's not in the band anymore. And it's been nine or 10 years, right? Like, I'm like, no, he isn't and hasn't been (laughs) for a long time. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, you you know, too, like, I've seen them in small venues, big venues, the arena concerts, like outdoor, like thousands and thousands of people uh, from the Stunted Maroon tours to seeing them at more, even even them. I saw them at the Lebanon Opera House and it was... So it, that was BNL as the four piece, and that's right. maybe maybe a what maybe seven hundred seat venue. I don't. Wow. It's big. So wow. It's you will we will never get back to arena shows. That's no, never, definitely yeah. not. You're totally but, right. But and and do I think? I mean, Stephen's concert was one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. At, at where we just saw him at um, at Tupelo Music Hall, and mm. it was. Incredible. And it's a really small. I don't know, Tracy, what yeah. do you think? Maybe a few, what, 400, maybe? Maybe. And most of that is wow. like you get most of those seats when you get to the back or the back rows. The first the first three rows were all tables of four to five people. Oh, sure. And then you yeah. got a row of, of more spread out tables. And then you got like the filler of extra seats to kind of hit the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I uh, also feel like that was, and, I, and this could be just me reading into and, and doing a post, an, an ad hoc, sorry, a post hoc decision. I feel like that was where Steve wanted to go versus BNL. BNL wanted to continue down that like big, big I agree. situation. We're yeah. going to play the pop rocks. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to play these happier type songs. Yeah. And and bring in the bigger crowds and and enjoy that and and Steve was like, but I want to do more experimental stuff and I want to I want to do the more intimate stuff and I want to be right there with yeah, my with my people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I I completely agree. And you know, all even with everything I said, I still think, and I'm not saying that BNL are unhappy. I think Steve is happier with his career because he got to do whatever he wanted mm-hmm. to do his albums were his own. And I, and I know I said this on our podcast, I genuinely think 
that for me in the rankings, it goes Maroon is their best album for me. And then I would genuinely put both of Steve's solo albums before any other BNL album. I am just enamored with Heal That. Well, not page one, but Heal That Sounds oh, part one. Love Heal That um, I'm just, I yeah, just, I'm so, so in love with those. So, and I think part of that is because Steve just said, I'm going to do what I want to do. And, and he did that. And that, that is, those albums are Have his creative vision. Have you seen him vision. on the re- most recent tour? Not the most recent one. I saw him uh, probably about four months before COVID shut everything down. So like this late, what, late 2019. Oh my so, God. I don't know if, like, again, this, this. Um, so no, I didn't, I didn't see him on this most recent one. Supposed to play with him on this most recent right. one. But, uh, <sighs> but no dice yet. So I'm, you know, I'm not like crossing my fingers, but I feel the the people who are promoting that the shows and the, and the the venues are good enough people that they're not going to try to slight me. Right. Like if they book with Steve again, they're mm-hmm. going to call yeah. me, and that that means a lot in and of itself. So, and um, he'll be back around at cool. some I, point. So hopefully that will happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I've played shows. I mean, I had a show last week. I had one about two months ago. So like, it's not like it was that or bust. Right. Um, but. You know, it was one of those. I mean, I go back. I, I jokingly say, like, I could have opened for him, but like, the the opportunity to open for not only a legend but someone who means so much to you. I was so in my head about like, don't over talk <laughs> about this on stage. Don't be a freaking weirdo on stage. Like, talk about how honored you are. Talk about how great this is. But like, don't be like in 2010. You can go on YouTube and find covers of me playing old apartment in my bed. Like, that's that's a step too far. Like, that's, I've been that's on not stuff. one but two Benick Lays podcasts. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, but 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 I but you know all this to say. Um, one other side note about Steve's career that the one thing that makes me sad about it right now is that every tour he's done for the past, however many years has been solo or trio for the most part. Um, he doesn't do a lot of full band stuff, which is still intimate, right? Like when I saw him uh, last time, when I saw him in Traverse city and towards the end of the show, when he plays break your heart and is walking around the room with no microphone, just open singing, it sends shivers down your spine. It's beautiful. But I also listen to songs like Looking for the Light mm. and I go, man, to hear that live with that full band would be mm-hmm. so cool. And he just recently uh, did that. He just recently did that with the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. Oh, yes. I yeah. saw Gravity. Yeah. I saw him play Gravity there. Yeah, that was really cool. And, and he does that every so often. Like every it seems like every two years he'll he'll set up for like a two show it's usually unfortunately like nova scotia or new brunswick or yeah and like anywhere else come on somewhere i can drive to <laughs> so just go to toronto right just go to vancouver yeah but yeah i mean uh, that would be amazing and of course the one where where andy wrote the the conduction or conducted it i would have been like i want to be there now can i can i please be there now right yep i know yep. right yeah uh, um i do want to i didn't want to bring up one more lyrical thing uh, one or two um i like the pivot there's a pivot in this song which is you know we need our bnl pivots every now and then um <laughs> and, and it feels like we get them less in the later years and there's a good one in this one where he's like if you're ever in doubt and you never want to cut you never want to cut twice never having measured it at all which is a, right. a, a wonderful pivot on <laughs> on that line and then the more i thought about it this week i'm like cut twice oh wait if you're cutting a piece of cake out you would make two cuts to get that piece of cake 
I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Unless Damn. you have one of those cool cake things. Have you seen those? Like, yeah. <laughs> and you just slide yeah. it out. I mean, that could be. I mean. But then I go back to my whole life motto of why does this piece of plastic get to decide how big my piece of cake right. is? <laughs> like, I'm in control of my destiny. I want a bigger piece of cake. <laughs> but but, but I agree. I'm like, those things are cool. I have seen those where you're just like, whoa, that just took all of. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> Have you seen any of the things like you're cutting the cake wrong? Like you're not supposed oh, to cut in it the in the middle of the regular cake. slices. You're supposed to um, cut it differently um, it, to get better or more pieces out of a cake. And yeah, I listen. I'm not in a place in my life where I'm looking to get the most pieces out of a cake. <laughs> I'm looking to no, get the I whole just cake. like cutting cake. Right. right. Yeah. I've, my, my, my question is, <laughs> How many days do I have to wait to eat this whole cake to not feel too bad about myself? <laughs> is this a four-day cake or is this a six-day no, cake? No, I guess the it's better to slice a cake in long ways this way, a round cake, because the triangular, um, there's it allows too much air to get into the cake. Really? If you didn't eat it all. So, <laughs> excuse me. That's crazy. Yes, that's why. Well, they're doing it wrong because they're not eating it all in one sitting. So <laughs> that's <laughs> it. What kind of party is it when you have leftover cake? Come on. <laughs> I know. Right. It's not often. <laughs> I do like is. cake a lot. And now I really want cake. Do I have any? I really like the idea that this whole song started from someone saying, oh, this is a piece of cake. And Ed going, yeah, but making cake's not easy. And I, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I do believe there's a song here. And that's another great BNL pivot, too. Like, I like how he's taking the twist I, on that. I think my favorite post Steve BNL like, like gimmick has been when uh, I think it was Silverball. Um, uh, what's the, it's, it's Jim's song. Um, Narrow Streets. Narrow Streets. Narrow Streets. Where they had like the de- like the documentary little videos that were coming up beforehand, and they surprise him by Ty doing the voiceover over the guitar solo, and he was like the brown arrow, brown up wow, and I'm like, and you know Jim's in the studio laughing, and they're all and I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. And then the album came out, and they left that in, and I was like, oh wow, your <laughs> Ty just, I'm like, that's such a BNL thing to do for them just be like, uh-huh. if we just leave it in, and everyone's like, yes. <laughs> It made me very happy. It made me laugh. It made me very happy. It so, reminds me very much of yeah. like Let It Be Abbey Road type Beatles, where they're like, like yeah. with just like the <laughs> two of us, like where they're like leaving that whole little intro. It, it has nothing to do with the song, but leave it in anyways. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I like that song. Anyway, piece of cake. Yes. Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask us. I mean, the easy one to go with would be how many pieces of cake do we we give this song? But you know what? I'm not a cake person, so I'm gonna say how many pies do we give this song? Anything you can do to slight this song. Yeah. Crawl. <laughs> I thought for sure you were gonna go high schoolers. <laughs> wow. How many high school guitar solos do we give this wow, song? how many um high school guitar solos? Yeah. <laughs> 
I do like your guitar solo, Lyle. It is good. I swear. I just think <laughs> this is Kevin the first episode. He was finally like, I'm going to listen. <laughs> Lyle's like, I'm never going on that show. Dad, don't ever talk to them ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you want to start us off, Heidi? Um. Okay. Um. I do really like this song. Um, it's not my favorite song, um, but I do like the song. I'm going to give it, now I really want cake. Um, I'm going to give it 4.2 pieces of cake. I mean, pie, pieces of pie, pie, 3.14. Wait, that was 4.1. 4. 4.2, 3.14. Right. 4.2. Okay. That's my score. Uh, JD, I keep wanting to call you what's on the bottom of the screen. J- Schmidt Trainer. Yeah. JD. I don't know. It's interesting. I This to me is like the, the epitome of like, I don't, it doesn't do anything for me, but it doesn't offend me. You know, like it's, it's really middle of the road for me. I like it because it's BNL and I like BNL. Um, but like, I'm not going to go to a show hoping they play piece of cake. So I'm probably going to stick with a 3.3. I like it. It's not a bad song, but it doesn't like, it doesn't do anything for me uh, on a personal level. Okay. Nikki D. I'm going pretty high. I think, well, definitely comparatively. (laughs) Uh, We had, we had like the first real sunny day after winter the other day. And I had been blasting this on my way home. And I just, I fucking love this song. It was like my four. I looked back the other day. It was my fourth favorite post breakup song. I'm, I, I was at four or five the whole week. And I think I'm going to bump it up and I'm going to go four or six. Wow. Wow. Well, guess- it's a bop. It, it is. is. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it really quickly to Stefan real quick. Stefan, what do you give this song? It says something when the first chords come through, and you immediately start kind of bouncing your head to it. And uh, it doesn't happen very often with me and BNL. Um, so when it happens, I'm like, oh, all right, I take notice, and that's what happened with Piece of Cake. I really liked uh, the beat. I liked the instrumentals. Um, I was like, I was bobbing my head the whole time. Um, I thought it was very catchy. Uh, I really liked the music that went with it. And then the lyrics, they weren't over the top. They were great. They were well sung. Um, It fits really well with uh, the new BNL sound and I thought it was a really good song. I would definitely put this on my playlist. I would definitely listen to it again. Um, I, I just thought it was really good. I really liked the song. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't say any more than that. I just thought it was perfectly structured and perfectly put together. Um, I can't think of anything wrong with it. For a new sound, for a new BNL sound, I, I have to go with a five on this one because there's there's nothing there's no, nothing there that's bad in my opinion. The the song was like I was bouncing my head the entire time. 
Um, it was great. I could start singing Piece of Cake uh, when it was coming up. I could recognize uh, uh, the lyrics enough so that I could start singing along with it. It was great. I loved that song. Wow. Beautiful. That's That checks out. Wow. My experiences <laughs> with him. He just loves this he stuff. He likes uh-huh. B major. He always says, I, every time I'm on, I, I, he always says, it's not mm-hmm. B and L until Steve leaves. You know, like that's uh-huh. just his, that's his common refrain. <laughs> Oh Seven gives it a five. Yeah. Actually, I, I say you say that, but uh Nick, but actually you go back up to the other the other B major song and it's a four point five. <laughs> he does like from Stefan Stefan. Really? So Stefan does like his B major songs. <laughs> there you go. Wow. That's crazy. Aaron, what is your ranking for this song? Aaron couldn't be here this week, but he sent in his report. Wow. This one took me by surprise. It was spoiled for me that this song is from Silverball. And my overall response... And my overall response to the bulk of the material that I've encountered from this album thus far has not been exactly under overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive. However... I was definitely not underwhelmed by this song. In fact, I'd say I was a little more than whelmed. Certainly pleasantly surprised. It's not up there with all my my all-time favorites, but a nice, upbeat rock song that is solidly performed and recorded, and I would be pleased to hear it come on. And I'd be pleased to hear it come on as I'm driving. For that reason, and for general positive response to the song, I'm happy to award Piece of Cake 4.05 pies out of 5. All right. And well, there we go. I started off this week really hating this song um, to the point where I, I was like, is it going to be a zero? Is it going to be a one? Like, I, I came in like expecting to just destroy this song. Um, it really was the reason I hated this album. Wow. What's funny is that when I got past that, if I ignored the intro, I found this wonderful gem that's underneath it. Um, it's not a diamond, um, but you know, I, 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 it's a ruby. It's a ruby. <laughs> I, I, I like a ruby. Um, no, I, I really did start to enjoy this song once I got past that that intro. Um, and and I listened to the live version that they that they have online, and Kevin does it with guitar with an electric guitar instead. I really love it with the electric guitar; like it really works for me much better. Um, I wish that's what they had gone with, and then kept the the fiddle and the uh, the violin in the background. Um, but listening to it all week, and then breaking down the lyrics, and really kind of waiting for it and listening to it. I'm going to settle on a 3.7. Whoa. So it wasn't the haterade I thought it was going to be. I I shocked myself when I was looking at the ranking this week. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm pretty surprised. Um, Wow. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really neat. Like the appearance this week is really kind of cool to watch Kevin adding in stuff with, with just the little dials in the background right. and his little tinkering that he does. Like 
Kevin always has these wonderful moments, these masters and moments. Like it's wonderful. He's, he's. I mean, I, I. He is just such a musical genius. And what's funny is that like there are some decisions that he makes that I go, I get why you did that. It doesn't work for me. But like, I don't think it was bad. It was just this doesn't speak right. to me. But like, I've never listened to something he's done, especially the past 10, 15 years. Um, and I really felt this when Nick and I did our Kevin episode for our podcast, mm. listening to his more recent albums. I just was like, this guy knows what he's doing so well. He's mm-hmm. such a, a maestro when it comes to all of these instruments. Um, and you, you get, you hear that every once in a while. You're just like, this guy's freaking genius yeah. on a beat on, on a bare naked lady song. You know, you go, Oh, he just did something really cool there. I, yeah, I did. I think of Big Backyard on, on oh. um, the Toilet Flaw. Like, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. And I love that song. It's so, so great. Good. Like, see, like, okay, so going back to Passcode, that song is very passcode to me, where the mm-hmm. lyrics aren't the deepest in the world. They're very mm-hmm. hard on your sleeve. And I am in love with Big Backyard. Whereas <laughs> Passcode, I just go, doesn't work. But then you have some of the deeper cuts where Kevin just does these really experimental things. And it just blows you away. He's he's such an interesting musician to me. Oh, sorry, I like Kevin a lot. Just whenever I think about it, I go down rabbit holes. So this week's episode was not a piece of cake. Uh, I made I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I was do all this. over the place. <laughs> Don't do this. Um, it, it was going to be a. This is going to be a real bitch to fix and post. Um, but next week we have special guests, so come back and. Oh, well, I'll be damned. Pinch me, guys. You guys are coming back to talk about next week's song. Oh, no. (laughs) Whenever we get to the end, I'm just Uh, like, it's coming. It's part of it's part of the deal. uh (laughs) My favorite part of the show. Uh, I was when we first started talking with you guys and I saw that pinch me wasn't taken. I was like, Nick. We have to do that song. Yeah. I was we so were so excited. surprised that it was not like all of the right. hits were like gone and we were like, pinch me's left. Yeah, we're uh okay. please. <laughs> this is like 2020, and I was like, We're we're like we're doing this, yeah. and uh, yeah. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. It's gonna be so much fun because I it took us an hour and 45 minutes to record tonight's song. <laughs> oh <good God>. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so I'm, oh. I'm scared about what next week's song's going to do to us. <laughs> I'm going to block off, like work off the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like Wednesday night into Thursday. I'm just, don't count on me being anywhere. <laughs> the night after the Super Bowl. Yeah. I uh, can't wait. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Um, yeah, thanks for having us again. I, thank you. Seriously. It's, it's I want to ask you guys, what do you have to plug? <laughs> uh, I don't know what the what the language level is on this. I always forget. But right now, f all. Yeah. To be honest with you, we've got we have um, when we took off. You know, we did our Christmas episode for Coldplay, and we had kind of announced the next band we were going to do for our stuff, which is called Radical Face, um, which is a band that Nick's in love with, and I'm taking kind of the back seat. And then I I would say we both got hit with some pretty major life tornadoes. Mm-hmm. And we've been trying to like find time. And I remember probably about three weeks ago, I literally, I was sitting, sitting here in my apartment. I just went, shit, the podcast. So I was, yeah. so not much right now. We're still gearing up, but there's a few. I things think hopefully mid summer. Yeah. 
Oh, I think by summer for sure. I mean, I say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think after I think, after May, there's no more barriers yes. uh, on my got, end got a from study wise. <laughs> yeah, Nick's got a big test coming up for work. Um, I'll have free time again. Yeah. So I guess go back and listen to our old episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nick Laser as Coldplay are us. Um, I've still got my music out there. I'm I'm looking to go back in the studio, but the exact same thing happened. Right. I had reached <laughs> out to my producer and I was like, "Hey, man, round two. And he's like, "Here are some dates." And then I never got back to him. And he's like, what's the deal? And I was like, I'm really sorry. So hopefully some new music soon. But um, yeah, check, you know, the, the, the RS universe is what I like. To call. Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the RS universe. And then I, I just like to plug Ted Lasso as of late. It's not a thing I have anything to do with. I just love the show so much. It makes me feel so good. Um, and I feel like it can bring a lot of joy to people's lives. So I'd still recommend watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> that's a good plug i'll go with that i'll take it <laughs> well thank you guys again yeah, for coming awesome. on it is always fun when you guys come on thanks guys we love it yeah, we love it seriously yeah thank you it's great and we get to see you again next thank week you, honey. i know all right <laughs> <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.